Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P1 podcast with Matt and Tommy. We are here with a brand new series. Oh, we are dropping new series like it is. What would you say, Tommy? Here, like, what would we say? Like, it's dropping, dropping like hotcakes. Like Hulk, yeah, Nico Hulkenberg down the order in that Grand Whoa, Prix. Oh, come on! The slander's happened, and it's only been ten seconds into the podcast. But yes, welcome to F one to ten, where we'll be grading every single driver from you guessed it one to ten after the race in this brand new series and podcast. But before we get into that, we're going to do our usual thing where if you give us a five-star rating and a lovely explanation as to why, we will read out one at the start of our podcasts. This one comes in from Puck Bunny's Stan from Canada. P1 with Matt and Tommy is the best, in capital letters, F1 podcast on the internet today. These two know wheel. Oh my God, we know wheel, Tommy. If you want to know wheel, then you should listen to this podcast. Well, goodness me, I'm not sure everyone would agree with that. No. However, you think that we know wheel and we are taking that compliment with both hands. Thank you so much, Puck Bunnies. What a name that is as well. So there you go. That's the review done and dusted. We now turn our attentions to the Bahrain Grand Prix. Now, We've broken this up into two podcasts. The first one's already out. If you haven't checked it out, go and do it. Where we talk about the race, the overall stuff that went on there. It's just our normal Bahrain Grand Prix review. This one is very much driver specific. So let's start with Tom Bellingham's favorite driver on the grid, shall we? Logan Sargent. He started in 16th place, finished in 12th. Now we're going to give a rating each. And we'll then basically just have an average of the two. And that will be our overall collective P1 with Matt and Tommy grade for the Bahrain Grand Prix. Does that sound good, Tommy? Sounds good to me. Looking forward to rating this driver that I definitely did not think was going to do uh, badly and has proved me wrong straight away. Only one of us thought he was going to do badly for the Bahrain Grand Prix. Has uh, got my prediction right, didn't I? The old... Biggest good yeah. surprise. So Logie Bear, Logan Sargent, Logie Sarge, whatever <laughs> you want to call him. I am going to give him an 8 out of 10. I feel as though it was a really strong debut performance. It was very easy to jump on the train of him becoming the next Nicholas Latifi. Don't know anyone that actually said that uh, in the nearby vicinity. But realistically, he was really good. Like genuinely, when you think about how much Alex Albon tends to always get the most out of that Williams, has some brilliant drives, and he scored a point as well, which we'll get on to. But for Loki Sarge, I'm actually very impressed by his first performance. You know, he's never driven in a Formula One race before. I think driving for Williams definitely does help take away a little bit of that pressure because there isn't as much expectation on your shoulders, especially when you've got haters out there. <clears throat> Tommy uh, no you don't hate him I'm kidding but 
Stop throwing me under the bus even more, please. Look, I have to <laughs> in episode one. I have to. I have to fight Logie Bear's. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, it just makes me laugh every time I was there. Uh, his his corner because I feel like for this particular episode you do deserve a slight bit of ridicule. Uh, so yeah, eight out of ten for me. What have you gone for? I've, yeah, it's got to be an eight, eight out of ten. Um, can't go nine or ten because maybe well, if the Williams is as good as they think uh, and we've seen so far, we've got to save those for some points finishes. Which now. Uh, looks very much like it could happen uh and yeah only an idiot would have thought that williams wouldn't you know not get any points and all that uh yeah not 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 done too well with that prediction because they're looking good and p12 is so much higher than i could have possibly thought thought he'd be and it wasn't even that much of a race of attrition was it how many actually retired from the race two three Three. I need to get the result. Yeah. Yeah. Leclerc. Yeah, three. <laughs> Ocon. Um, obviously, you had Norris that had loads of problems and yeah. Piastri. So I would say four that were riddled with either DNFs or problems. But, but then I, to be fair, I think they were beating both the McLarens anyway, or at least in the fight <laughs> with them. So yeah, it's not as Ocon if they had get 6,000 penalties. So um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, great, great performance. He was running in the points, wasn't he, as well? A couple of times. He was probably yeah, he was, in that. He was going for the I overcut. Know, I, think, I know it was the, the time, overcut which, and stuff, yeah. but he's in that midfield mix more and his qualifying as well was really good he was extremely unlucky not to actually get out of q2 i think if he'd got out of q2 uh and it's it's harsh because the smallest margin that he of well nothing of nothing literally basically. no margin to lando yeah. norris in 15 yeah not setting a lap first uh then maybe he would have got a nine i don't know but yeah eight eight out of ten for Logie sarge well done we now move to his teammate Alexander Albon started 15th, finished 10th. Scoring points, first race of the season in the Williams. I think he did a a really great job. He was right in the mix um, for most of the race. And I don't think I can really give him anything other than a 9 out of 10 uh, for scoring a point in the Williams in the first race of the season. Alex picking up where he left off from last year. It seems as though the Williams has... Well, from the one race we've uh, analysed, seems like they have a car that maybe they aren't just going to be rolling the dice or, you know, it's just a lottery as to whether or not the car's going to have a good concept. It seems as though they have really got a nice baseline package uh, to work from. So, Alex, yeah, very solid. Nine out of ten for me. Yeah, nine out of ten I think is a fair, fair grade just because, again, the Williams could potentially be even higher. So maybe save a save a 10 grade for that maybe a p8 or a p9 or even high you never know if williams are indeed in the midfield mix um it was a great performance from alban unlucky in qualifying that he was only 15th really because um yeah it was a it was a brilliant drive a very very good drive actually i almost want to give him a 10 but i feel like there could be better results um when I see where he started in 15th, I forgot he did actually, he kind of didn't really do, he might have even got into Q3. Oh, no, nine. We'll keep with nine. We'll stick with a nine. I think, yeah, one we, point. We is, need some room, yeah. room let's, for improvement, let's not, right? Let's not, uh, you know, drop a 10 and then regret it later in the year when you go, people go, how the hell did you give Albon a 10 for a one, for one point? 
Yeah. So then what exactly. do we do if he drops in a little P6? We can't uh, tens the max. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. Um, so yeah, let's let's calm ourselves down. Early, early. <laughs> uh, as we now move to Nick DeVries. Started 19th, finished 14th. I was a little bit underwhelmed by Nick DeVries' performance this weekend. Of course, he doesn't want to be seen as a rookie, so I'm not going to call him that. He's had a race already under his belt. It's his second race in Formula One, but you know, qualifying really let him down. It really kind of put him not massively out of position, but if you're starting on the last row of the grid, you really are putting yourself up against it. And then finished 14th, finished a lap down. Sonoda wasn't a lap down, was the actual last car not to get lapped by Max Verstappen. And Nick DeVries getting beaten by the likes of Logan Sargent. I don't think so, a particularly or worthy of a particularly good grade for me. So I'm going to go with a straight down the middle, five out of 10 for Nick DeVries. Okay, yeah. Nick, Nick DeVries actually had a, a, he kind of got screwed a little bit by the, the virtual safety car at the end of the race. Where... Oh, I wouldn't have seen that because I was crying my eyes out because yeah, I wonder who exactly. was the one that actually uh, <laughs> uh, caused that VSC. My apologies to all Nick DeVries fans out there. Uh, but I mean, he still was behind uh, Sergeant at this point, so it's not like he would have got, got points or anything. He just, they took a gamble and it didn't work. I will go for a four for Nick DeVries just because I kind of felt like he'd be a lot more on pace with Sonoda, particularly qualifying. He was way off, um, way off Yuki Sonoda, actually. It was a big, big surprise to see him essentially uh, last, if you don't count uh, Gasly, who had his lap time deleted and then dropped to the back. And yeah, DeVries had a bit of a shocker. I know he's a rookie, but he's kind of not a rookie because he did that one race and he's obviously very hyped up. So I think that's why I probably expected more from him. Uh, but he really didn't look on Sonoda's level, which which surprised me a lot. So I'm going to give him a four. Yeah, that's a fair point. I'm now regretting maybe not giving a four, but then we might have the same ratings for every single uh, driver on the grid. We'll see. But uh, I guess taking into account slightly with his lack of experience, that's why I was a bit more lenient uh, with the, the five out of ten. We now move to his teammate, Yuki Sonoda. Started 14th, finished 11th. I think Sonoda, considering that Alfa Tauri doesn't look that great, uh, did a pretty good job this weekend. Of course, out-qualifying his teammates, just missing out on the points by 1.1 seconds from Alex Albon ahead. I don't think it really set the world alight, Sonoda's performance, but at the same time, he has to get a higher grade than De Vries, in my opinion, so I'm going to give him a six. Yeah, he was unlucky not to maybe get into Q3, but he ran out of soft tyres because he put in a really good performance didn't he in Q1 was he up in 8th or something like that um, where Nick DeVries don't, was don't act like you don't know this you Yuki <laughs> fanboy was he up in 8th with uh, you know, I think he was up in 8th way ahead of his teammate <laughs> um, yeah but then then couldn't do the do the lap uh, and he was unlucky not to get a point but he just couldn't pass Alex Albon it looks like that Williams again is just absolute legend on the old straight line speed and with the yeah, they're one DRS. of the fastest cars. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the shorter DRS, we didn't speak about this, and did we really in the full race podcast no. that we did? But that eighty meters that they shortened it by, I felt like was just a bit overkill. I don't really know why they shortened it. I felt like it no. impacted the racing maybe slightly. Although to be fair, I don't think we had many cars actually within DRS at certain points of the race. But but when we did, I just yeah felt like it maybe just didn't allow for as much. 
Yeah, I don't feel like Bahrain was ever one of those tracks either where it was. it's not like a spa where the move is done halfway down the straight. Um, I've never really felt like Bahrain was a particularly like easy DRS pass, even if you look at um, Leclerc and Verstappen last year. You know, the move gets done in the braking zone still with DRS, so I don't really understand why. why and Leclerc was that. letting him through as well, wasn't he? Like, he genuinely came off the, yeah. the throttle in order for Verstappen to pass him before the DRS detection zone for them to him then to repass into turn four because Charles Leclerc's the GOAT. Um, so, but yeah, I, I just felt like it was an unnecessary change, really. I uh, don't yeah. really know why they, why they changed it. Um, but yes, Sonoda... Um, Sonoda, I'm going to go for a seven. Wow. Okay. <laughs> because I think I think he would have. I think if you look at how bad De Vries did and how well Sonoda did compared to him, I think he. I think he's unlucky. Not, no, seven for not points. But the mm. AlphaTauri does look terrible. This mm. is quite difficult to grade at the moment because we don't know how good cars are really, until we yeah. kind of see like four or five races. Um, but. The Snowda fanboy in me is just going to give him a seven and hey. screw off. <laughs> screw off? <laughs> <laughs> what are you telling our listeners to screw off? What's going on here? Yeah, anyway, all the comments that come in already. Tommy is popping off. We love to see it. Okay, cool. So uh, six and a half uh, average for, for Snowda then. Uh, we now go to Nico Hulkenberg. Started 10th, finished 15th and got a penalty for track limits and yeeted his front wing off with uh, K-Mag-esque driving at the start of the race. This is going to have to be, I'm so sorry, Nico, but this is not what Haas signed up for. They expected maybe a slightly more measured approach. I know it was very close. It was slightly unlucky, but it's still not what they need. If Hulkenberg is qualifying in the top 10, getting into Q3, he has to score some points. Uh, He didn't do that. So for me, it's a two out of 10. Ouch. Yeah, I feel like Hulkenberg here has basically done the opposite to Logie Sarge and how I underrated him and he did well. And now with Hulkenberg, my whole narrative of, oh, biggest surprise, and he's he's the safe pair of hands that will bag you big points, and then he uh, becomes K-Mag and takes his front wing off at turn one and has track limit penalties. Very unhulkenberg it? it was 10-4. Was it? Yeah. So yeah. he's, um, yeah, not, not, great for, not great for Hulkenberg. And unexpected for a, for a driver of him because he was looking great in qualifying and then didn't actually do uh, a lap I don't believe in in the Q3 uh, but Q3 nonetheless when Magnussen was way down in 17th so he absolutely smashed him there but the race is where it counts and uh, boy was he poor so I'll go for a three just because his qualifying was was a bit better but shocking from Hulk really when has to need those points because they looked decent. They certainly did. Uh, I think Nico, yeah, let the side down slightly, but maybe there's a bit of rust there, you know, coming back into Formula One again. Maybe it'll take him a race or two to to not wipe his front wing off. Uh, but it's funny, the memes that came in around, oh, no, Magnussen. Sorry, force of habit. Absolutely. Uh, I think I even week. said it on our watch along. I you said, did. oh, for God's sake, Magnussen's... And I was like, oh, no, that is actually Hulkenberg. I'm pretty sure you actually said... Oh no, that's Magnuson. Oh, sorry, no, it's not. It's Magnuson. Like you literally, <laughs> <laughs> you were so good. Your brain was like, no, it has to I be Magnuson. Compute, it's, it's not Magnuson getting a meatball play. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Uh, as we now turn our attention to Kevin Magnuson, he started seventeenth, uh, finished thirteenth. 
just an underwhelming race, really. Again, like Magnussen, you'd expect maybe with there's some kind of pace there in that Haas uh, for him to to unlock it, but perhaps that Q1 exit really just gave him a bit too much work to do uh, in the race. So for me, he didn't get a, a meatball flag, so that is an extra point right there. It's going to be a four out of ten for me for K-Mag. I'm going to go for four as well. It's just an underwhelming performance, especially the heights of last year. Uh, just didn't just didn't look quick, which is uh, a surprise when Hulkenberg did look quick in qualifying and then he had the messy race. But you look at where he finished 13th, you know, behind Sargent, behind Joe Guan Yu, um, and then like the his teammate. So basically he only beat the cars that either peered near the end for fastest lap or had an absolute mare. So not not good from K Mag. Not good at all. Maybe Haas can uh, bring it back for the next round, but they uh, they need to make the most of what could be some pace in the car, but K-Mag didn't manage to show that this weekend. We now go to a pacey set of uh, drivers in the Aston Martin crew, Lance Stroll. He started eighth and finished the race in sixth. This one, this, this grade could have been very different. Um... I still back the fact that I don't think he was ready to race this weekend just because he had some decent pace and also the fact that he finished in sixth, I don't think, in wheel-to-wheel action. I mean, we saw when he nearly crashed into Alonso and his steering wheel kind of like flung about that he actually lost grip with his hurting wrist. And that kind of stuff shows that he just wasn't ready for wheel-to-wheel combat. That being said, though, he did a fantastic job when he wasn't going wheel-to-wheel with anyone and his pace was really good. And finishing sixth ahead of one of the Mercedes in the current condition that he's in and also not having any F1 testing, it was clearly the right decision overall. You know, he missed a very narrow, it was a very narrow miss, sorry, not taking Fernando Alonso out. I would have loved to have heard a post-race interview from Fernando Alonso biting his, uh, his tongue around his teammate, wiping him out. But that didn't happen. Just, I don't know how Alonso's right rear got away with that. But either or, Stroll drove well. It's going to be an 8 out of 10. This is, the I think, yeah, the, the grade. This could have been a 10 out of 10 or a 0 if he'd hit, hit the brakes ever so slightly later. Uh, the fine margins of F1. I'm going to go for a 9 just because I think his what he did with his injuries I think was really impressive. I don't think he would get that grade normally for where he finished because obviously he's behind Alonso but I saw a video actually that I didn't see before we did our race review Uh, someone put it on TikTok where they were playing the national anthem and Lance put his hands on his hips for the national anthem and then like grimaced in pain I was like he couldn't even put his own hands on his hips without it hurting and I was like that guy's in a lot of pain how on earth has he managed to get uh, P6 there and wasn't actually, I think, how far was he off uh, Sainz and everyone? Uh, four, finished four seconds off Hamilton and, and half seconds off Hamilton. off Sainz. So, yeah. yeah, six seconds off being P4 when you can't even put your hands on your hips. Uh, yeah, good good drive from Stroll. Yeah, very good. And uh, as I think I said, I remember it was on tw- our Twitch stream, I don't think Dragovic um, would have done any better than P6. Uh, so clearly it was the right decision in the end. Uh, and now he's got a couple of weeks to to heal up before before we go again. 
Uh, Fernando Alonso started fifth, finished third. I have a feeling I know what number's coming out of Tom Bellingham's mouth, uh, <laughs> but I, I'm going to give it a nine. Um, I think that, you know, Alonso didn't have the best of starts. Obviously, part of that was due to his teammate giving uh, giving him a nice little nudge. Um, on the other side, of course, Alonso's pace was was really, really good, I think, as well. You know, the fact that he pulled a move like that on Hamilton uh, can't be ignored. I just, I don't know. I feel like the start of the race maybe just takes away from the potential of a 10. Because if he'd got through the field quicker, who knows? He could have been fighting Leclerc a lot earlier. Obviously, we're taking into account he's got a podium, but that's because Leclerc DNF'd. If it was a fourth, I don't think I'd be able to give him a 10 either. And it's a very close to a 10, but I don't think I can give it nine. I agree with you to a point, but my brain cannot give him anything other than a 10. Or my heart, I guess. Frank is grumbling. He doesn't agree. Um, I I just think this this makes no sense because realistically, I should be saving that 10. Like we mentioned with Albon earlier, that there's more room here for, for him to improve because that Aston does look genuinely good. So it's not like he's a midfielder anymore where podium 10 uh, because he could, and I really hope he does win a race this year, but just for what he did in his racecraft and actually seeing him again being at the front and racing people at the front and showing that he still has it at 41 years old to pull off that move on Hamilton is just absolutely ridiculous. And what, you know, we put that um, watch along clip in our, in our video and watch that back. And it's just as buzzing. It was absolutely incredible. Uh, I can't see an overtake being better all season. It's going to take some beating that move. So, yeah, uh, another fanboy rating from me. It's a 10. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine. That's what we live for, Tommy, is your uh, fanboy ratings. Uh, to be fair, we're not quite near my fanboy rating yet, but we'll get there. Uh, Valtteri Bottas is our next driver. Started 12th, finished 8th. I'm actually going to give him, I was going to give him that grade, but no, delete it. I'm giving him a 9 out of 10. I feel like he had a fantastic race. His undercut at the start got him right in the mix of the likes of Russell um, and I think it was Stroll as well. Bottas just came out of nowhere. Everyone was writing him off, including someone in this uh, in this podcast as well, <laughs> in their prediction 16th. I think you put him in the driver's yeah, standings, did. didn't you? God, I think he's already got enough points not to finish 16th at this rate. But finishing 8th, I think Bottas just had a, a brilliant race in an Alfa Romeo that I am not convinced is actually very good. Um, so, yeah, Bottas outperforming the car, even looking like he a little bit racy. I was like, go on, Valtteri, what are you, what are you saying, big boy? Um, so, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, he was right up there. It was really weird, wasn't it, when he got he came back out the pits and we almost didn't realise. Well, we were like, wait, Bottas has pitted because he was ahead of, was it Russell and Stroll at one point, running up in P6. Uh, amazing stuff. And, uh, yeah, looking... Looking very good. Another driver that's proving that I'm washed and don't know wheel. And uh, yeah, it's a very good performance. But I'll give it a eight because I think he could uh, potentially even finish higher. But the Alfa Romeo doesn't look amazing, but it was a great performance. But if he carries on like that, I could see Bottas um, being in the mix for like top of the midfield he realistically oh, he shouldn't have been up if, there 
You've changed your tune. Well, now I've seen the performance. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But realistically, he should not have been anywhere near racing those Mercedes and Aston Martin. So how on earth he was ahead of them at one point during the race. Fair play to him. And I'm now trying to almost convince myself that it should be a nine. Yeah. He had a great great start to the race. He really thrust himself into into contention right at the start. So, uh, no, now, now, actually, I'm going to go for nine. Now, now I'm talk, okay. talking about how the wow. fact that he was somehow racing the Astons and Mercs at one point uh, is very impressive. Okay, there you go. We managed to get Tommy on the Bottas, the Bottas train. Uh, he did just about beat Pierre Gasly in the end. Uh, only, what, a second uh, separating those two. Um, well done, Bottas. Nine out of ten from both of us. We now go to Zhou Guan Yu. Started 13th, finished 16th, went for fastest lap, got it. Apart from that, do you have much more to say about like his race? Was there anything that went particularly wrong or was it just, it just didn't it, go to it's plan? It's a weird one. I feel like it, this happened a lot last year and his predecessor in um, Antonio Giovinazzi was kind of similar where you just kind of blink and he's 16th and you don't really understand why. Uh, it was, he looked like he was on the pace in qualifying with with Bottas, absolutely no problem. But for some reason, uh, his race pace uh, is not there. Uh, and where did he pit from? Did he pit from behind He would have Logan? been 12th. So he was 12th, yeah. So okay, still so off his teammates, so maybe not as bad. It was, it was a, I guess it was, a, I'm never going to get points. So yeah, he took, he took the point off Alpine because he knows that they're going to be fighting them so all right i'm gonna go with a four out four out of ten for me yeah uh i'll go for a four yes no yes tommy you're supposed to be certain (laughs) with these i'm gonna go for a four out of ten as well thank you tommy really appreciate that very clear and concise numbering system four out of ten then uh we now go to oscar piastri Started 18th, didn't finish. Probably the worst start to a Formula One career that you can possibly wish for uh, if you're Oscar Piastri. Absolutely nowhere in qualifying, which was a shame for him. And then had every problem under the sun with his car, and then it was it was done. Uh, the wheel came off and they tried to change that and they had a loading screen on it and you're wondering, is Oscar just going to go out there just to try and get some sort of mileage in the car? Nope. Um, so it's very hard to judge this one, but I still think he wasn't anywhere near as good as I was maybe hoping him that he would be uh, in comparison to, to Lando. So I am going to give him a two. Oof. Yeah, uh, I think I'll go for a three just because I think there was one point where I saw him make one overtake before his car (laughs) went kaput. So it would have been nice to see what he could have done uh, battling through that that field because he made a mistake in qualifying, which was why he ended up all the way down. We didn't get to see either of the McLarens have a a race really and show what their their pace could be. So I'll go for a, a three because there, there are some people that have had have been even worse that we need to save bad grades for. Uh, but hey, no, yeah, we can what, give them out a to stinker all of, them, of a debut. No problem. No problem. We can give them out as many twos <laughs> as we want. 
It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, we now move to Lando Norris. Started 11th, finished 17th because his car was just breaking. He had to come in. He had six stops. That right? Six yeah, pit six stops. Pit stops. He actually, I think he was still doing a pretty good job with his car, considering where that McLaren is. Is that probably the hardest driver to judge for a rating? Just purely because every time he was making any kind of progress, he was then back in the pits. So, <laughs> yeah. Realistically, well, he was he was staying with the Mercedes uh, when he was a lap down. So that that's. I'm, I'll, I'll give him a six out of ten, um, just purely because it's very difficult to grade. But I feel like he was getting the most of that McLaren when he was allowed to get the most out of that McLaren, which wasn't very often. Yeah, I think a six out of ten is a fair a fair grade, just because he couldn't. It wasn't his fault uh, what went wrong. You can only really judge him on qualifying, which he was. You could argue that that McLaren shouldn't have really been. 11th when they looked like one of the slowest cars in the whole field which is mad to say and we didn't get to see any running from him apart from when he was on the back of uh lewis hamilton near the end and was actually looking looking all right so yeah six out of ten yeah gasly started 20th finished ninth Mm. and he also gets a nine out of ten from me i think you know, to start at the back of the grid in an Alpine that isn't necessarily the kind of level that they were last year. It seems like they're slightly off that uh, when we're comparing them to, to the rest of the midfield cars. To gain 11 positions uh, is, is quite quite phenomenal, really, uh, considering his teammate was up in ninth, could have easily made some mistakes, and also the fact he's carrying the, the burden of if he gets two penalty points, he's going to get banned. But he still made up 11 positions. Uh, so and and could have easily finished eighth as well, uh, just behind Bottas. So nine out of ten. So this is probably going to be the only grade that we disagree on by a little bit more of a margin. I'm going to go for a seven out of ten, just because I am not one of these people that gets particularly hyped by someone having an absolute stinker in qualifying and then finishing where they probably should be anyway. Um, wow! Yeah, That's savage. <laughs> but. I mean, he was the worst driver in qualifying by quite a long way. And then if you look where he actually finished, he finished, he beat a Williams in an Alpine. So, well done. (laughs) God, tell me, pop off. Yeah, 
this is the thing. He, if you actually look where the people ahead of it, if you look at where Ocon, for example, I know Ocon had the absolute worst race, and we'll get into him, but he started ninth, so that is where the car should be. So in fifty-seven laps, when other drivers are in slower cars and you're in a much better car, you should be able to get your way through some Alpha Tauris and some Williams. And yeah, but the midfield was that have broken their front wings. I know you're saying Ocon started ninth, but it's not like Ocon is half a second clear of everyone else around him. It's close in the midfield. And, it is and, close in the midfield. And overtaking isn't a guarantee. True. But look, you've given 7 out of 10. You've locked it in now. I don't I even want to hear you changing it to an 8, which I'm I think you might be regretting. I'm not going to change it to an 8. All right, cool. Let us know in the comments right now if you're watching on YouTube or if you're in audio. Let us know on social media. Is Tommy washed? I think so. <laughs> We now move to Pierre Gatti's teammate, Esteban Ocon. Started ninth, <laughs> didn't finish. This is the easiest one I've ever given in my entire life. What an absolute stinker of a race. Parked incorrectly in his grid box. Got a penalty for that. Came in to, the, uh, to serve his penalty. Didn't serve it properly. And then sped in the pit lane whilst he was trying to do that. Or was it the one after? But either or. He is equaled the most amount of penalties in a race ever. And it just just didn't go well for him, did it really? Like the fact is they are that's his mistake about the grid box. That's his mistake for speeding in the pit lane. Maybe not his mistake on not serving the uh, the time penalty properly. That's probably more on the team. But still team, yeah. it's still a one. I'm so sorry. So this may surprise you, but because he beat Gaz in qualifying, I've gone for an eight. No, I haven't really. Uh it's a one I out panic, of ten. Then. <laughs> um I thought is one too harsh, but then realistically, is any driver ever going to have a race that bad? You kind of have to disregard. I don't think there will ever be a race this year where someone has it this bad, really, because like you say, it's two mistakes. He's set, uh, he's equal to Pastor Maldonado record, which is never a good thing unless it's getting a random one-off win, which he did actually as well. So there you go the new Pastor Maldonado. Um, so, yeah, Ocon, it's got to be a 1 out of 10. Shocking. Cursed by Matt Gallagher from the predictions video. Yeah, sorry about that, Esty Bestie. I really do feel bad for predicting that he'd have a stinker and have absolutely no reason to believe that other than vibes. That's all I went off of. Um, but, yes, 1 out of 10 for Ocon. We now go to Mercedes. Lewis Hamilton started 7th, finished 5th. It's uh, it's a difficult time if you are a Mercedes fan. I will uh, I will absolutely appreciate that. But I also think that Ferrari fans and McLaren fans are in the kind of similar boat here of of pain. Hamilton finished fifty one seconds off of Max Verstappen. Uh, P five. It's for me. It's a seven out of ten. I think that you know he beat his teammate George Russell. Didn't beat him um, in qualifying. Uh, there was a, yeah, not not the best qualifying from Hamilton ever, but he he beat Russell in the race. He was there or thereabouts with Carlos Sainz, and I feel like he was doing about as much as he could do. It just they're, they're just lacking. They're just lacking in that in that department, and I, I don't think I I can't in my brain give him any more than a seven out of ten because he's in a Mercedes. But realistically, when you actually measure it. That might be just be where the Mercedes can get and no more. But 
that that for me, I, I just we don't know right now. We don't know the full pecking order from one race in Bahrain in the desert at night. Uh, so for me, it's a seven. Another reason I couldn't give him an eight, I'd go for seven as well, is that I think he could have got past science if he'd been a bit braver. Uh, he looked at one point like he was all over the back of him, but just needed to maybe be a bit more daring. But we've said this so many times with with Hamilton that particularly in his later years of his career, that's not how he drives. And that has in the past what's won him championships and got him uh, great points finished because he kind of balances risk versus reward from kind of, you know, an extra three or four points or whatever for steaming down the inside and locking his brakes and having a nightmare. So it's a seven for, yeah, Mercedes finishing in P5. It's It's a weird one. Uh, but we'll see there. It'd be interesting later down the line when we've seen four or five races and we kind of get that proper comparison with Aston Martin and see see where they are. But I can't can't give them any more than a seven. Me neither. It's wild, isn't it? We go back two years and we you'd be you 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 you're giving Hamilton a seven for finishing fifth. What's going <laughs> yeah. on in the world of 2023? George Russell started sixth. Finished seventh. Uh, so ended up getting beaten by Lance Stroll by 1.3 seconds. He only finished five seconds off Hamilton. So realistically, it's not it's not far off his teammate. So that's why I'm going to give him a six out of ten, just purely because the pace differential between the two was not far. Stroll slotted in between them. Realistically, Stroll probably sh- probably should have beaten Hamilton um, when you look at the pace of that car. Um, but yeah, Russell didn't have much worse of a race uh, than what Hamilton had and just finished five seconds back. So that's a, a point loss. I don't think I can go any lower than, than six. Yeah, six is a fair fair grade, just a little bit worse than Hamilton. Not really much more to say about about his race other than, yeah, had a decent battle with with Stroll, but I think uh, I think six out of ten is, is a fair grade. It, I wonder how much of the season actually we'll see Russell may be a little bit better than Hamilton in qualifying and then Hamilton beats him in the race. I could see that being a bit of a, a trend. We will see. 22 races to go. Maybe that's one of the more exciting storylines we'll have of uh, Max Verstappen 23-0 and is, uh, is taking a look at the Mercedes teammate rivalry. Uh, Carlos Sainz started fourth, finished fourth. I was not very whelmed by... Uh, Carlos Sainz's performance, very underwhelmed, in fact. He wasn't really anywhere near Leclerc in race pace uh, during during the Grand Prix. He fell away very quickly from where Charles was, and if anything, was coming under threat from Hamilton. And I just just feel as though Sainz, for whatever reason, just doesn't enjoy Bahrain, doesn't enjoy the the, the fact that he has to really manage the tyres. And Leclerc just was able to, to to extract a lot more pace out of that. So he finished fourth, started fourth. It's going to have to be a six, I think. It's very nearly a five. I just wasn't particularly impressed by 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 his lack of of speed uh, compared to his teammate. I think a lot of people will see that finishing P four, qualifying P four sounds quite harsh to give him a six, but he the. This is the thing. If you look at Russell and you have to compare what machinery he's got, we've given Russell a six for kind of B 
being off his teammate and I'd argue that Sainz is even further behind his teammate than than Russell was. Um, but I think a six is a fair grade. I was really disappointed by Sainz actually because the end of last year maybe is just a Bahrain thing, but end of last year it looked like he was finally being a little bit closer to Leclerc and then this gave me deja vu from early in last season where you, where you were thinking, how is Leclerc battling Perez for P2 and science is way back and uh, falling into the traps of the the Mercedes and the Aston Martins, which shouldn't have been been happening. Uh, so, yeah, I think a, a six for science, and I really hope this is just a just a one off because I thought he would get to grips with the the Ferrari by now. Me too. Yeah, I, I wonder whether it was a, a slight lack of motivation from Leclerc at the end of last season, where realistically had nothing to fight for. Championship was wrapped up. Uh, and signs close the gap because now we're in a new season and Leclerc's reinstated that gap uh, that he had uh, previously with signs. But let's see. Let's see how it unfolds over the next few races. Charles Leclerc started third, didn't finish. <sighs> I was hoping I wouldn't have to do one of these <laughs> in the first race of the season. He was actually having a very good race considering where that Ferrari is quite far off Red Bull. Leclerc couldn't even keep Perez behind uh, after getting a great start, you know, utilising um, the, the the new soft tyres that he'd saved from qualifying. I think for me, it's going to have to be an eight. Um, I'm maybe thinking nine, but then I might think that, that may well just be passion talking rather than anything else. I think it was a solid race from Charles Leclerc up until the point of his car blowing up. He couldn't do any more than third place. He deserved that podium. He was robbed, um, but Fernando Alonso is a, a small consolation uh, for Charles Leclerc retiring. And I mean a very small consolation. God, I wish he'd finished the race. But here we are, <laughs> DNF, but an 8 out of 10. I'll I'll be the fanboy then and give him a 9 out of 10. Thank you. I really appreciate that. <laughs> because, yeah, I think I think Leclerc drove very well. If you actually, if he'd have finished that race, it, it's, it's difficult because Alonso would have closed in definitely and uh Leclerc we all know that the Ferrari struggle on their tires but how Leclerc was actually racing Sergio Perez with the the deficit that it seems that Red Bull and Ferrari have um realistically qualified did everything he could in qualifying um if he'd gone out later maybe would have been closer but realistically do we think he's gonna pass uh you know beat a Red Bull probably not um then was ahead of them and yeah, it looks when you look at what what science did, Leclerc probably would have got a P three quite comfortably ish. So yeah, I think a nine out of ten for for Leclerc. I think he did everything he could and just isn't getting the. We kind of said this with Lando um, about he doesn't you know he's in a car that he doesn't deserve because he's an amazing talent. And I I like you think Leclerc is a brilliant driver i know we have our our banter of max versus uh charles and stuff but i do think leclerc is a, like a generational talent and it's such a shame okay. <laughs> it's such a shame that essentially he's getting robbed by reliability and things and he he has a lot more reliability issues than he has mistakes i was also reading that the thing that broke was the thing that they'd replaced 
and that he might well be taking a penalty oh, going Jesus into the second race, the second race of the season, <laughs> and he might well have a penalty if they can't repair it. I think it's it's very wow. much it's curtains for this season. If he genuinely has a grid penalty for the second race of the season, I, I don't think I'll ever emotionally recover. Uh, but anyway, let's move <laughs> can on. We, before can we I just, start crying. before you uh, move on, I think we need to do like a TikTok clip where you were predicting Charles Leclerc world champion. And then you, on, I never our, said that. on our review for the first race, I think it's curtains for the championship, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. God, how has it gone so badly so quickly? <laughs> I do not know. Uh, but we know why, and it's for this next team. Sergio Perez started second, finished second. It was just chill for him. He obviously lost the position to Charles at the start, but realistically, I think he and Red Bull knew that all they had to do was bide their time with the strategy. The tire deg of that Ferrari just succumbed the drivers and Perez could just, even with the overcut, was was putting in some some decent lap times and then eventually just sailed past Leclerc after he made his pit stop. So, yeah, it was a solid enough drive from Perez. I don't think Verstappen or Perez were really pushing that hard, to be honest with you, for most of that race. Uh, so for me, 8 out of 10 uh, for Checo. I think he did a, a solid job, finished second. He started second as well. I don't think there was much more you could really ask of um, the, the Red Bull number two. Yes, he's a difficult one to to grade. And I think he will, as long as Red Bull are quick, he'll always divide people where he should should be. Because a lot of people will, will probably go, oh, how can, you know, he should get a nine out of 10 for finishing second. And then there'll be some people that think he should probably get like a seven because he's 11 seconds off his teammate. But, he isn't that car and he's doing everything that Red Bull need him to do and being a solid uh, number two driver. I, I thought he'd maybe be a bit closer to Max after what we saw in in practice when it, we kind of had this discussion of, oh, could Checo be a bit closer to Max than we think? And then he's finishing 12 seconds behind him in, in race one. But you could probably argue that he was kind of just just cruising really and obviously he lost the place to Leclerc at the start so much of that deficit was probably uh, lost at the start because Max just checked out didn't he so yeah eight out of ten and finally Max Verstappen started first finished first ten out of ten moving on (laughs) hardly hardly even saw him in the race did we it was just crew city for, for Max Verstappen I can't really comment on much more about that because we never saw him. Um, But that usually means he's dominating. There's nothing else than a 10 out of 10. Yeah, we might have to just cut that audio and just place it in future podcasts. For the next 22 races as well. There could be a lot of these going max first in quality first in race and a 10 out of 10. What more could he have done? He's just, he's got a car that is very very capable now and even when he had a car that was a little bit off we said imagine what he's going to be like in a good dominant car and this is it everybody hope are you're you enjoying, enjoying it, it? <laughs> as a max verstappen fanboy are you enjoying max i, won't, by this I won't if he if he does the same as last year i think it would because because i was a, a big vettel fan as well and i think the 2013 season i, I was very much like yeah this is not enjoyable even for a for a fan now i want formula one first for me over my teammates uh teammates teammates i'm not a <laughs> not a not a driver are you all right you can tell it's the day after a grand prix yeah 
yeah, we were very late uh, getting all the content out. But yeah, I just I just think that yeah, if it carries on, I do hope they do lose a bit of performance just so we can have a bit closer racing because that is what the this whole budget cap is meant to do. Uh, and I want I want to see closer battles, and of course I want Max Verstappen to be champion or Alonso at the end of it. But I don't um, I don't want him to twenty two. I know that won't be good for for anyone. No, no, you know, I'm, I, I'm, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I'm Formula it. One first as well. But if Leclerc had a dominant car, I'm absolutely taking it for the next ten years and uh, not one <laughs> battle for the lead. You know what I mean? No, I'm I'm, I'm completely with you. It's uh, it's hard uh, to to kind of think about maybe what, what the rest of the season holds, but fingers crossed, Bahrain is just an anomaly and we're going to have close racing. Alonso maybe gets up there a bit more. Aston Martin uses their extra wind tunnel time to develop their car better uh, <laughs> than uh, the rest of the cars around them. Um, oh Copium, Hopium is very much in We are actually banking swing. on Aston Martin after that joke. Yeah. Going, yeah. I can't believe we're here going, Aston Martin, come on. We are Colin literally Trendle putting our hopes now. on a 41-year-old man to take it to Max Verstappen. Like in a car that finished seventh in the constructors' title last year. But look, they yeah. got a lot of wind tunnel time because of it. So we'll yeah. see. But uh, Tommy, that is the end of our F1 to 10 driver ratings. What are your final thoughts? My final thoughts are: hope you enjoyed this new format, and let us know what you think to it. Uh, if you think we can improve it, any ideas and stuff are always welcome. Because uh, yeah, we're we're enjoying kind of having this this creative freedom and trying new different things and um we hope you're enjoying it lovely stuff yeah i echo those thoughts uh from tommy i think yeah we're always happy to hear how we can improve our videos uh and podcasts and so on so uh let us know and also let us know your your ratings for the for the drivers as well uh, in the comments or, or on social media i'd love to see them and uh, to see which ones we've really really messed up on so i'm sure you'll let us know that anyway yeah. so we don't hate drivers. We're just grading them what it's we think. It's just a number, okay? <laughs> anyway, that is it. Thank you so much for watching or listening, for being in your ears or eyes or wherever you are. Uh, and hopefully you enjoyed this F1 to 10 uh, series. We'll be back for more, loads more content very soon. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. P1 is a Stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.